who should and should not make the San Francisco 49ers roster. Croc and I will project the 49ers final 53-man roster coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at, at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is what we do. And what is the news of the day? Well, the 49ers have already made one cut on their way to uh, 27 total to get the roster down to 53 players. And actually, they had that one extra roster spot for Alfredo Gutierrez. I don't think he's going to make the roster either, so they actually still got to cut 27 more guys. To get down to a 53-man roster to start the 2022 season, I think I've got a pretty good idea here on who that is going to be. I do want to let out there uh, the folks know about our sponsor today, which is Brightco. This episode brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer at Locked On uh, for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co slash locked on. That's bright.co slash locked on. Kadar Holman, I feel like we hardly knew him, kind of showed up and was playing early in camp. And it looked like he had maybe a, a path to a roster spot similar to Darquez Denard. We've seen it now twice with, with uh, veteran veteran corners that the 49ers didn't draft but were playing in front of the, some of the younger players throughout training camp that have now been released early for the 49ers. Darquez Denard was one of the first cuts for the 49ers this offseason, and now Kadara Holman is gone. And he was projected by me. Croc, we have two separate lists. Did you project Kadar Holman to make the roster, or did you see him getting cut as well? Because it hasn't changed my projection at all, luckily. Due to roster politics, I did not expect him to make it, but it wasn't something that I felt confident about because of, like you said, just the rotation and, and the usage of them. I'd say last game, I seen some of the young, younger guys kind of play ahead of them and not play poorly. I thought that was a, a good boat of confidence for some of those guys. But, you know, overall, Holman was a guy who, you know, we talked about early on, was in there with the first first team, you know, without Trevor Ward or Emmanuel Mosley. And also was splitting time playing in the nickel as well. There was news this weekend about Jimmy Ward and was not good news. We knew he was going to go on IR and miss at least four weeks before he could return from IR. And now the reports are that it might be closer to midseason before Jimmy Ward returns for the 49ers. So bad news. We know Jimmy, Jimmy Ward is going on IR so now we have to figure out how that's going to work with the roster because he has to make the roster first still. You can't put him on IR until the day after the rosters are established. Then you put him on IR, then you can bring a player back. So I think that is why my roster currently has 54 names on it, Croc, because I think the 49ers can, um, can, can work a little magic here, some good faith with some veteran players on their team, keep the players they need to, and re-sign somebody after cutting them after they put Jimmy Ward on IR and, and create a roster spot. So we'll get to the DBs in a second and how that might work, but we've got to start here with quarterbacks. And the biggest name of all of them is Jimmy Garoppolo. They could and should be cut by the 49ers. When that will happen, if they can't find a trade, I haven't heard any big quarterback 
uh, injury news here yet on this Sunday evening as we're recording. There was one. Um, there is one actually that I will say could potentially add up to a 49ers trade of Jimmy Garoppolo, and that is the New York Giants quarterback. And I haven't heard the official prognosis yet, but uh, Tyrod Taylor was carted off with a back injury. Now he's the backup to Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones' fifth year option wasn't picked up. He is a lame duck quarterback. Brian Dable was in New England when they picked Jimmy Garoppolo. Could that be a connection there? And they decide, let's bring in Jimmy G to compete, be the backup. If this is a long-term back injury for Tyrod Taylor and compete a little bit, push Daniel Jones, and potentially you have a stopgap quarterback into next year if you go draft another quarterback high in the first round for you, the New York Giants. So that's an interesting one that could could happen. But I haven't seen the prognosis yet for Tyrod Taylor. Haven't seen the prognosis and Daniel Jones, they they played it pretty smart in, in the second preseason game. I believe he completed 14 out of 16 passes and they elected to not play him in the last one and just went with either, you know, backups and obviously Tyrod Taylor. And then when Tyrod Taylor left the game, they went with Davis Mills. So uh, kind of see how they played that whole thing out uh, there. That, that lets me know that they're trying to start the season on, on a high note with Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Davis, not Davis Mills. Who's the other quarterback there? Did I say Davis Mills? You said Davis Mills. Oh, my bad. Davis Webb. Sorry. Davis Webb. There you go. Davis there Webb. Go. Yeah. Former Cal guy, right? Former Cal guy. Big quarterback. Uh, also former Texas Tech quarterback, which I believe he was there at the same time as none other than Patrick Mahomes. He was there. He started ahead of Patrick Mahomes, didn't he? So it was uh, Baker Mayfield, I, I, Patrick Mahomes, Baker and Mayfield was there. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, and Davis Webb all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> Kyler Murray. No, where Kyler, Kyler Murray? Now I got to look. I think Kyler Murray, too. Yeah. Well, they all, everybody but Mahomes ended up transferring. Right. Let's yeah. see. Uh, now I gotta look it up because Kyler yeah. Murray is from Texas. Right, so while you're while you're looking that up, obviously Trey Lance gonna make the roster at quarterback. Oh, it was Texas A and M with Kyler Murray. Sorry, it was A&M. Texas A and M, not Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was one. I knew it was one of those. <laughs> right state. So Trey Lance is obviously making the roster. Last year the 49ers only kept two quarterbacks. So if the 49ers keep three quarterbacks, they already got to find a new. They got to keep less somewhere else if they keep three quarterbacks. So um, in my projected roster here, I do have the 49ers keeping three Trey Lance, Nate Sudfeld, Brock Purdy, and releasing or trading Jimmy Garoppolo before the deadline for August 31st. Even though the true deadline for Jimmy Garoppolo, if they wanted to create an extra space, they could keep him on the roster for another, uh, you know, 10 days or so and cut him right before the start of, uh, of the actual season. That's when his his salary gets guaranteed, but I don't think he'll be on the roster after these final cuts. So Trey Lance, Nate Sudfeld, Brock Purdy. What do you think, Croc? Two or three quarters? I agree. And again, I didn't get a chance to kind of go through and make a complete 54-man list, so I did include Brock Purdy, but that was before me kind of going through and saying, oh, would I rather have Brock Purdy or, you know, a sixth receiver or a seventh receiver or a another defensive back or you know so i i hadn't gotten to there yet if if i if i if i if i needed a spot and i was the 49ers i would feel okay cutting one of the two quarterbacks 
and knowing that you could get them back or knowing that you could get Brock Purdy to the practice squad. I, I'm confident I, Brock Purdy would. I don't think the 49ers will test it. Just judging by the usage of Brock Purdy, I do think it, it clues me in that the 49ers are going to try to keep three quarterbacks with, with one exception, and we're going to put a pin in Nate Sudfeld's name. We're going to get back to him because he is one veteran that I think the 49ers could use in one of these situations where they actually cut a player with the intention of bringing him back the very next day. The the only thing when it comes to that is again, is Brock Purdy better than Nate Sudfield? Because that's where people are at, right? And, and we watched them. We watched them in training camp. And if you watched them over the first two games in, in the preseason, it looked like Nate Sudfield was the better quarterback. It wasn't until the last game where you start to see Brock Purdy do some of these things. He made those uh, cover two throws. Um, you know, passes up the seam. You see the mobility. It looks good, but. I don't think it's to the extent of how fans make it seem because they're like, oh, you're, you're crazy if you think Nate Sudfield is better than Brock Purdy. I think it's just easy to get excited about a, a rookie quarterback and, and, you know, fans get excited like that. And, you know, Nate Sudfeld is sort of a journeyman veteran at this point, which makes me believe that it would be easy to bring Nate Sudfeld back if they needed that roster spot in the very short term, as in basically one day. But right now we got three quarterbacks, Lance so, Sudfeld. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm confused. So, you- if you cut him because you're still on the hook, you got to pay him $2 million, So it's like, all right. We cut you, we, we give you a check for $2 million, and then we bring you back. Like, how does that work? Yeah, but it would essentially be that, like, hey, we're cutting you, but we're, we're signing you back tomorrow. Or is that cool with you? And he'd be like, yeah, let's go. Because right. if be, somebody else signs him, then you pay him $2 million and then. Yes, so you would have to have that deal ahead of time. It okay. would have to be like, this guy wants to be there. And you would tell him, you'd let him know. Like, And that's the thing with Purdy and Sudfeld. Sudfeld's the veteran player. He's the you know the coach on the field type of guy. You're going you're gonna to back up a first-year starting quarterback who's 22 years old with a 23-year-old rookie quarterback? That's, good. that's your quarterback plan going into the year? I just can't see it. you got to have a veteran on the roster. So yeah. Nate Sudfeld's going to be there one way or the other. Whether I did talk a little bit about before the 2012 Washington Commanders now. Uh, when they had RG3, we also talked about how they did draft Kirk Cousins. I looked it up. They did have uh, Rex Grossman as well. Yeah, there you uh, go. He was the third-string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a veteran uh, that's played NFL games. It's been a, been around a little bit, you know? <laughs> and Nate Sevel doesn't have a huge resume, but... Yeah, because um, like, he hasn't really played. I mean, I he's mean, been around for a while, but... It'd be it'd be shocking to to go into a season with a first year starter backed up by a rookie. I, just, I don't think you can do it. So to me, it's either you keep two or you keep three or you cut Sudfeld, knowing that he's going to resign the next day after you put Jimmy Ward on IR to cre- recreate that extra roster spot. This is more so what we feel like they would do. If for me, I would cut Brock Purdy. I would too. I would cut Purdy, and I think he's going to make it to the practice squad. And, and that's not to say I don't think he can play, or that's not to say. I don't think he could be a legit backup or maybe even he should be the backup. It's just with the financial situation, even what you just talked about with, uh, you know, having a veteran backup, even if he hasn't played a bunch of games, but he's been in the league for four or five years uh, and a third string quarterback. I I just, I'm always going to feel like if I get to my third string quarterback, I'm probably not winning games anyways. Right. And 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 look, Purdy's looked okay for a seventh round pick and you feel good about him. Maybe he's a long-term backup, but Let's say you cut Purdy and another team picks him up. He's going to come back to haunt you, you know, like, oh, Brock no. and, and can't you just go get a Josh Johnson or something? You, you know what I'm saying? Like if push come to shove and you need a vet, like another guy, like you can get similar production, if not even better production out of like Josh, jo- Josh Johnson, who's been on like a hundred teams, but he's been in every single system. So I, I'd rather have him. If you told me, oh man, you can't cut, 
Brock, uh, you can't cut Brock Purdy because he might not make it back to the practice squad. Well, if he doesn't, then I just say see if Johnson is available to add him to either my practice squad or post him from another team to put him on my 53 if need be, if there's an injury to either, you know, Lance or Sudfield. And with Sudfield, even if you cut Sudfield, remember last year, the, the 49ers kept Garoppolo and Lance and did cut Sudfield. And they brought back Sudfield like three or four times off the, the practice squad during the season. And so it's not like other teams were fighting to pick up Sudfeld then either, you know. So um, I, I, I think either one of those quarterbacks, if you cut them, I don't think they're the first person on another team's list to go get signed. It, it just to me, it just doesn't make sense to okay, I'm gonna cut you and or I'm gonna bring you back on practice squad, but I'm, I'm paying you two million dollars or three million because I mean you got two million <laughs> right. guaranteed. Like that's the part. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense to me either. And and still, even with the three quarterbacks thing, even if you cut uh, Sudfeld and you know you have a wink wink deal with him, knowing that you're going to bring him back the next day after you put Jimmy Gar- or put Jimmy Ward on IR, uh, that's still you're going to have three quarterbacks on the roster, and you still you know are, are are taking up a roster spot that if you had Purdy on the practice squad instead, you would have an extra roster spot the entire season long instead of carrying three quarterbacks. So I would still. I would still cut Purdy and and guess that he would make it to the practice squad because every team's going through this. You know, we're not talking about how the 49ers are going to pick up all these other guys off of waivers. You know what I mean? Where and most teams are are more worried about the guys getting poached than the guys they're going to sign from other rosters. But the Niners do have a, a roster of pretty good undrafted free agents, which is why they want to protect them, which is why they can use that loophole of, hey, veteran, let's cut you. And we have a deal that we're going to pick you up after we put Jimmy Ward or some other players on IR. Okay, running back is a tough one we're going to get to next. We're going to get through the rest of the offense and the defensive side our 53-man roster projection. Croc and I have been watching these videos at Bright.co, which is proposal fails. Uh, just word to the wise, gentlemen, if you're going to propose at some point, don't do it near a body of water. Don't do it uh, in a helicopter you know, or flying in the air anywhere, basically it's um, (laughs) there's, there's so many videos of it. And you also don't want to go viral because you had some huge failed proposal. So here's the lesson. Uh, Don't become that guy and certainly don't want it all splattered over the internet, right? The guys at at Bright Co. Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement. If something like that does happen though, for the full value of that ring, no matter how it's lost, stolen or if you just can't figure out what happened to it, go to bright.co slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. You won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable. It takes less than two minutes on your cell phone to get totally comprehensive coverage for that jewelry or watch at bright.co. Again, check it out. That's bright.co forward slash locked on bright.co slash locked on. Thanks again, everybody for making locked on 49ers. Your first listen here on the locked on podcast network every day. Make sure you're checking out the ultimate pro football preview starting August 31st, an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season in 2022. The local team experts of the locked on podcast network and odyssey NFL insiders all combining into one ultimate nfl preview starting august 31st search for the ultimate football preview 2022 on your odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts running back crock so we're already one behind keeping three quarterbacks here last year the 49ers kept two quarterbacks and five running backs which means 
Kyle Juszczyk and four running backs. Right now, the 49ers have Kyle Juszczyk, who's locked in, obviously, and six running backs to decide between. Elijah Mitchell, Ty Davis-Price, Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, Jermichael Hasey, and undrafted free agent rookie Jordan Mason. That's six tailbacks plus one fullback. The 49ers would have to cut two of those running backs to have the same numbers they had last year at running back. I think they're going to keep one extra one from last year, but that still means you have to cut one guy. And as of now, I can't now, wait to hear yours. I can't I, wait to I, hear yours. I have mine written down. See if it matches up. I still think Trey Sermon, there's a possibility and he's the most likely just because he was drafted in the third round only 15 months ago. Some team had to have a pretty good grade on him around the third round area where the 49ers drafted him. Could they trade Trey Sermon before the final cuts? And, then make life very easy, and then keep six total running backs, including Kyle Juszczyk at fullback. But here's what I have. Kyle Juszczyk, Elijah Mitchell, Ty Davis-Price. I think those three are the only true, true locks. Ty Davis-Price being the third rounder this year, just because he was drafted so high. Elijah Mitchell's the the number one back coming into the year. Juszczyk's Juszczyk. Jeff Wilson's pretty safe, but I don't think he's 100% safe. But I've got him making the roster. I've got the undrafted free agent Jordan Mason making the roster because he will absolutely not make the practice squad, in my opinion. That leaves Trey Sermon and Jamichael Hasty. And judging by the comments made by 49ers GM John Lynch recently, I mean, it sounds to me like he feels really good about what he's seen from his third round pick last year in Trey Sermon. So I, I've got it projected out as Jamichael Hasty being the one who is the odd man out who gets cut if they can't find a trade partner. I used to get, I don't want to say upset, but I know I would say like, man, John Lynch, you're, you're being a little too honest. And I think since then he's learned to politic a little bit. So I think he's just talking. I don't think that they <laughs> like Trey Sermon as much as he's saying. All right. So I actually have five backs making it, including, that's including Juice. All right, so I have Elijah Mitchell, TDP, and and Juice. So those are three that you said those guys are locks. Yes. My next two are Jeff Wilson and Jermichael Hasty. Woo! I just and I know the Hasty thing, and people are like oh, Hasty. I just I, again I, I can see him being let go, but I, think, I just he has a role, and I keep going back to that. And who on this team feels that role that he had? Like, who is your legit third down back? I mean, they had him in in key situations in the NFC Championship game, really all year. Like, third downs, he's in there. He's pass catching. He's doing all those things. He had a legit role. And he has return value. Which one of these other running backs has that special team's value? I mean, like, yeah, you could stick some of these guys on there. But, I mean, they had him returning kicks and stuff in the preseason. I think he looked better than uh, Ray Ray McLeod <laughs> returning kicks. So I don't know. I, I I wouldn't again. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's it's a it's a coin flip for these last this last spot. But that's who I'm going with. Do you think that Jordan Mason makes it back to the practice squad, or you're just saying goodbye to him? Because then that comes down to Jamichael Hasty. He's been around for a few years, and you know. Jordan Mason, who showed some some good stuff as an undrafted free agent. If you know that, if you have a pretty good indication 
Jordan Mason's not making it back. And look, Trey Sermon, why would he even want to be back? I think Trey Sermon would just like his, he'd have his agent calling all 31 other teams and saying, hey, even if it's a practice squad, I don't want to go back to the Niners practice squad if nobody claims me off of waivers because they didn't even give me a fair shake. And it, I would be shocked if Trey Sermon even wanted to come back if he was. But I think they give him more than a fair shake. He started these last couple games. Well, he didn't start the last one. Do you think it's. Did, but- do you think it so if you don't believe John Lynch, do you think it's telling that when Jordan Mason got to play earlier in the third preseason game, he didn't take the reps from Trey Sermon, he took the reps from Ty Davis Price? Uh Ty Davis Price. I mean, he is legit your third down. Like I I mean, I'd be surprised if they just let him go. And here's my thing with again, there's roster politics involved in that, of course. But when it comes to Jordan Mason, I and this goes back to and I don't want to go on this whole rant about drafting a running back third round but you have been really good at getting undrafted guys so knowing that right where they identify jordan mason as someone that fits what they like to do and he runs the ball well i don't need to hold on to him because i legitimately can find another one of those next year and that's kind of my argument with brock purdy right like brock purdy he is solid he's solid he looks he looks to be solid like they Whatever they thought he was worth with that seventh round pick, like he was worth that. Right. And I think yeah. Jordan Mason being undrafted, like he was worth that. But I can get that guy. I can get that same guy next year. So if I roll into the season this year with Mitchell, TDP, uh, Wilson, and Hasty, I don't feel like I'm missing anything that Jordan Mason gives me. Because again, I already talked about it before. I think he's a clone of, of Jeff Wilson. Yeah. And then the, the only issue is that these 49 running backs, they just all get hurt. <laughs> well, that's why I had an extra one. So instead of, you know, it, so it's like, look, you've, you brought in an extra player. Why are you bringing in extra players if you don't want depth? So that's why I had the 49ers keeping five tailbacks just because of they've been through so many injuries. Well, let's, let's take care of that now and start with that many extra guys instead of, you know, and who knows, maybe Jordan Mason would make it back, but then also projecting the next year. You're right. They might find another undrafted free agent. Who's a stud. And, and that, guy, been, that guy will have to compete with next year's third round running back too to even make the roster. So I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of preseason games. I sit there, watch NFL network and, and I've seen a lot of really good backs that are just on these teams that are playing late into the third and fourth quarter and like the 49ers aren't the only ones with a Jordan Mason not saying he won't be back I'm not I mean or is he just guaranteed to come back and he'll clear waivers I'm not saying that maybe there's a team that just has a need for it and they're like oh we value what we've seen from him and he's gonna have an opportunity on our team and if so like that's awesome but I've been watching some of these things I'm like damn this guy runs nice wow he runs wow did you see that wow look at the hands and how you made five guys miss and took off down the sideline like all these teams have these backs that are like their version of Jordan Mason yeah and that was almost like hasty early on when a lot of people were like you can't let hasty go and they're like uh we're gonna let hasty go they let him go and he came right back to the practice squad not saying that's gonna happen with Wilson and I think fans will kind of fight back with with us on that but the backs around the league there's this running back for the houston texans and every time i see him run i'm like how is he not a guy like how is he late playing late in these games like how is he i mean he catches the ball well he nice bounce he's making guys miss he runs hard like he's giving you everything you know so like there are these guys all around the league and i don't even know if that guy he has a uh a, 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 a last name like a nigerian name i can't pronounce it his sister plays in the WNBA as well she's like really good but so i can't pronounce his last name but it's like he's good and he's bounced around the league yep steelers got one of those guys uh warren i believe it is who's making people miss um yeah so you're right and don't forget 
The Lions have like, I feel like they have, every time I watch them, I just watch them again today. And it's just like, just this random back, breaking tackles, running through guys, making guys miss. And I'm like, how is he doing all this on one play? And it's just some guy, you'll never know who he is. But they know. And they're every, saying, oh, you can't let him go because he won't be back on practice squad. Every time I think of that for the undrafted free agent running back that you get super excited uh, about because he's making plays in the fourth quarter preseason games, just never forget the name Corey Sheets, oh. who was supposed to be the dude. Fans got so excited about Corey Sheets back in the day. So, yeah, probably shouldn't make too big of a deal of it. And I think there's a better chance then maybe we realize with some of these undrafted guys that they're going to make it back to the practice squad. And I think that the 49ers might lean to veterans more than we expect with some of these positions. So that could absolutely happen at running back, but he makes it on my projection. But if you're going to keep one more quarterback than last year, you're going to keep one more running back than last year, then you got to make some room somewhere else. So how are the 49ers going to do that? We'll go rapid fire. We got to get through some of this stuff, offensive line, tight ends and the defensive side of the ball in our 2022 49ers final roster projection next. But first, we got to tell the folks out there about prize picks. Want to win a little bit of money? What's well, fun? A little daily fantasy, right? You uh, Daily fantasy is one of the funnest things you can do when it comes to sports, especially after your year-long fantasy team gets ruined because you draft Christian McCaffrey and gets hurt in week two. Uh, you can keep playing daily fantasy every single week. And with prize picks, it's super easy. Pick two to five players, score more or less than their prize pick projection, then you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. So you're not competing against other bunch of people. You're not competing against some sharks in a huge pool where you have to beat 100 people to win. And it's just you versus the projections available. Prize pick offers projections on any sport you watch, pretty much. I mean, obviously, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Golf. College football, men's college basketball. You know, the tournament is fun when that comes around. Soccer, WNBA, um, eSports, NASCAR, all types of car racing. Do you want to <laughs> you want to get involved with disc golf, cricket, Euro hoops? They have it. Of course, MMA and combat sports as well. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is super easy. All you have to do is download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with our promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100 to play with. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, tight ends. Crock. Same as last year. They kept three. Three this year. Same three names. George Kittle, Charlie Warner, Ross Dwelly. Tyler Croft was vying for the spot, but I don't know if he did enough to overtake the incumbent Ross Dwelly for tight end three. Do you agree there? Or you have a problem with that list? No, I think it's pretty easy. The easy way out real quick to just say Kittle, Warner, Dwelly. And you feel comfortable with that. Like Dwelly playing that, that fullback role as well in the last preseason game. Yep, showing some versatility is key in Shanahan's offense. Six wide receivers last year. I've got six wide receivers right here. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Ray Ray McLeod, Juwan Jennings, Danny Gray, and number six, I would say the 49ers could steal a spot here and only keep five guys, but the usage of Malik Turner, how early he came into games before Danny Gray, he was part of that second team on the outside of Juwan Jennings. Then 
his special teams usage, which is key. If he's going to be a core special teams player and he's on the coverage units and he's on the return units, then I think that signals that there's a very good chance Malik Turner makes the roster. So I've got Malik Turner as the sixth and guys like Willie Sneed and Tay Martin do get cut. Uh, I, I have Turner as well, but I like how you said you can kind of sneak that extra roster spot. And I believe out of one of these guys, you could just say, you know what, we have a similar grade, similar to some extent to where Art Turner will let you go. If you clear, or he's a veteran, so I don't even know if he has to clear, maybe we can bring him back to the practice squad if he doesn't sign on an active roster elsewhere. And he's one of those guys that you just bring up back and forth uh, throughout the season if need be. Yeah, he's definitely one of those veteran players. He doesn't have to clear waivers, and he would be able to, to uh, sign right back if you had to put a couple guys on IR. So There's the some op- other guys playing special teams as well at the receiver position. I mean, I, I saw Tay Martin on a bunch of special teams units. So if, if that's what you're worried about, uh, you know, as far as the usage goes and just kind of that extra guy, if need be, then maybe you can go with one of these younger guys. And Jordan Mason played a ton of special teams in college. He, he fought to get on special teams with his coaches. And so he's someone who can play special teams too. So and they obviously have Odom and they have a bunch of guys and, and uh, Burks and they really prioritize special teams. So they have players that can play special teams. So I don't know if that's enough still to get Malik Turner on the roster, but if there is a six, it's clearly Turner in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. They only kept eight offensive linemen last year, which surprised me with the initial group. I've got nine here again, which means we have to save some spots somewhere. Um, Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, Mike McGlinchey. That's uh, that's the starting right, say five. Again. Trent Williams, Aaron right. Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, Mike McGlinchey, the projected starting unit. Now, Mike McGlinchey could be one of those candidates to go on IR that they could reclaim one of those veteran players that they cut and bring him back the next day. I don't have any indication whether it's going to be week one or not for Mike McGlinchey. If it's a couple weeks, they might try to do the IR thing with him like they're doing with Jimmy Ward and bring him back after four weeks. Beyond the starting projected five, four more names. Colton McKivitz, Daniel Brunskill, Jason Poe, undrafted free agent, and Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore looked I mean, how, how do you how do you justify keeping more after what we just saw in that last game? He looked so bad, but I you can't base it all on this one game. He was hurt coming into the game. Maybe he wasn't quite ready because he looked better than Aaron Banks last year. So you have to go back and, and look at the entire body of work, including last offseason, last year during the season, and he's been ahead of the banks, ahead of banks the whole time, uh, a little bit injured coming into the game. Was that why he looked so bad? But basically, based off just the last game we just saw, maybe <laughs> he does get cut. But I think uh, they're going to base it, it on more. Even, it, it, it was – these. you can't play in the NFL. Like, that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looked like that to me with Keaton Sutherland, number 66. He's been playing some center. Uh, so he's on the chopping block. Jordan Mills gets cut. Alfredo Gutierrez, good story. Nice to see him get into a game, but he obviously is going to get cut. And this is the first rookie to get cut. Six-rounder Nick Zakel. He didn't show me anything, and there's just too many numbers on the offensive line. And here's why I have him keep a nine. If if McGlinchey does have to go into IR, you still need that number of eight because you need a, a few backups on the offensive line. So if McGlinchey's hurt to start the year and you need an extra body, that's why I feel like you have to keep nine. And there's some position versatility for Jalen Moore that could play a little tackle. Brunskill could play a little tackle, even though he hadn't. Uh, so far in camp, uh, Colton McKivitz obviously can play some tackle. Brunskill can play guard or center. Poe can play guard. Hasn't played center. Played center in college. So you would have a lot of positions covered there. Uh, I've got nine offensive linemen. Justin Schools, just like he was already a roster 
you know, a, a healthy Justin School was already a borderline 53-man player anyway, and he played bad and he's been hurt. And so I think School's gone. And Nick Sakel, I think you have to hope he gets back to the practice squad. I, I didn't see enough from him to make the team. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for him. And I, I was a little harsh on Moore. I, I did like Moore last year for the most part. He did look like a guy who could be there. So taking injury into consideration, just kind of being out there, yeah, I could see him. It just looks so bad. And that's my last memory of, like, dude, you weren't even touching guys. Uh, Croc, I think we're going to have to take this roster projection into tomorrow and just do the the defensive side on Mondays, on Monday evening for Tuesday morning's episode before those cuts come down, actually, Tuesday afternoon, because – we're pretty much out of time here today. There, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of fighting that, that we needed to do here in, in figuring out what these rosters were going to look like on the offensive side of the ball. I think the offensive side was much more difficult yeah, to figure so. out because of certain things. How many quarterbacks are you keeping? How many running backs are you keeping? Those are hot topics right now. Uh, so and, that, hey, that's why it took longer. I, I don't think the defense would take nearly as long. Did Kadar Coleman or did, did Kadar Holman get cut today? Because the 49ers are making room on the roster for one more guy that we have to talk about with some of these positions. Right. They worked out offense, veteran offensive lineman John Miller, who started a lot of games in the NFL, hasn't been on a roster this year for some reason. I'm not sure why that is, if it's injury or some other reason. And a former Patriots fourth-round pick last year, I believe. He's only in his second year. Dalton Keene, tight end out of Virginia Tech, who the 49ers uh, – I think had a pre-draft visit with last year and a player I'd liked for the 49ers, the Patriots just, they drafted two tight ends and signed two tight ends last year. I don't know what they were doing, but Dalton Keene, the odd man out is also getting a, a workout with the 49ers. So I wonder if maybe we'll be talking about one more player on the roster and having to figure that out with our cuts tomorrow too. Tune in to find out who Croc and I believe will be kept on the defensive side of the ball and the specialists. Don't forget about kicker, punter and long snapper. Tomorrow's episode right here, Locked On 49ers.